Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for February 14th, 2021. Tonight on Valentine's Day, we talk about one of the things we love, hockey. Behind the Mask College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Verizon Wireless. Experience Verizon's 5G and 5G Ultra Band for Business. Verizon Wireless 5G Built Right. By Bell Ford. See our award-winning dealership at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix or go to bellford.com. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and watch the best in college hockey all season long. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com and gear up for the new season on ice or in line. Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers. 12 Valley locations, two in California, your home for sports, craft beers, and made-to-order burgers. Roger Klein's Cancio and Tequila. For the best margaritas and more, go to MexicanMoonshine.com and see how to get your bottle today. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Stop in and pick up any of our award-winning sauces on your way home at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resorts. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Burrito Express, the East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito. Go to burritoexpress.com for the location near you. And by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. ASU alumni owned and operated. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy. Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, college hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be joining us live on the Podbean app tonight. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. This is College Hockey Southwest Live, our reaction show to everything that's happened over the past week in college hockey, specifically in the Southwest, presented, of course, by our good friends behind the mask hockey shops, Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that beautiful palatial estate on Long Island, New York, where he's probably basking in about, what, 60, 65 degrees? In what universe? Because I want to <laughs> I want to know. Now, listen, it might feel like 60 or 65 compared to uh, where they were playing the Denver North Dakota series this weekend, but <laughs> no, um, not sixty five. I promise, not sixty five. Not even. Close. Well, I, well, I just looked at the long range forecast <clears throat> for Arizona, Paul, and um, we're going to be touching the eighties about Monday of next week. And good night, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> we're glad you joined us. We'll see you next on Tuesday. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that being said, the uh, Ice Time Hockey Southwest podcast are going to be taking a road trip. Uh, we're going to be all over the place over the next three months to cover hockey for you. Tonight, though, is College Hockey Southwest Live. Our job tonight is to react to everything that's happened over the past week in college hockey in the Southwest, and that means at Arizona State, that means at Air Force, that means at Denver, that means at Colorado College. We yeah, have you covered. Played. Yeah, Paul. Again. Yeah, I know. But Paul's Paul's seen every game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's on Lord. a loop. That's on a recording played. loop. Yeah, Air Force oh, didn't play. Lord. Air Force didn't play. Oh. <laughs> yeah, our I mean, our, 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 our I, 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 to Frank's territory. Oh my lord! He's does he have any hair left? Because he can't 
possibly have any hair left. I, 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 I don't know. If it wasn't Valentine's Day, I would have asked him to come on tonight because uh, I thought he, if there would be anybody that we should talk to more than him and give him our sympathies at least. So, um, I no, mean, we, M- Michigan didn't play for 21 days, and, and, <laughs> and Air Force hasn't played in 21 months. and <laughs> It feels that uh, way, Paul. Oh, it, my it, Lord. I mean, jeez. Uh, so um, – so, let me tell everybody about the way today is set up. Valentine's Day, uh, this is the way it is in my household, right? It was uh, Terry's not sick of you already. And, and well, she's she's getting there, but she's been working on the website, oh, trying to crank it out and make some changes. And I think when you see it, you're going to really like what she's done to it. Um, but we had a hockey game at one o'clock today. It was Arizona State, and this is of course Mountain Time. It was Arizona yes. State uh, versus uh, Michigan State. Then at two o'clock. The undefeated Tucson Roadrunners, my good friend Steve Potvin, who's going to join me tomorrow on Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, uh, went for his fourth consecutive win to go 4-0 to start the season with the Tucson Roadrunners, which, by the way, he did. And uh, and at 4 o'clock p.m. uh, Mountain Time, Marc-Andre Fleury in the gold jerseys and all jumped onto the ice to face off against the first of four in a row against the Colorado Avalanche. Four and in a row, just, that's, that's, that's for wimps. Four yeah, in a I row? Know. Come on, that's, please. Four in so, a row? That's, that's, t- that's like, yeah, that's like one game compared to the Coyotes and the Blues. I know, but but let me tell you this scenario. Uh, they they played yesterday in San Jose. I'm talking about the Golden Knights, and they earned a win. Then they came back, and uh, Colorado was already waiting for them last night in uh, in their hotel in Vegas. They just shut them out one nothing uh, for their tenth win of the season. And uh, I then, assume you I assume you're talking about Vegas. I'm talking about Vegas right now. Okay, and I then, just wanted to make sure. No, well, you said they just shut them out for their 10th win, yeah, win of the season. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure we're on the same page here. Yeah, we are. And then Colorado. And, Mar- and by the way, Marc-Andre Flory, I, I know this is college hockey, but he's been on fire. He's been <laughs> oh, he's playing machine. so well. He's been playing oh. so well they can't get Robin Leonard back on the ice. Well, and now they won't because he's hurt. So, <laughs> Well, uh, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, know. I understand that, but you get the point. He's been playing yeah, so well that they haven't missed him. Uh, yeah, I hear you. And and uh, Colorado just came off of a two-week COVID stint where they haven't played in two weeks and have only had three practices. So they were shaking the rust off a little bit. But a one nothing hockey game, what a day. I mean, the, the Sun Devils win 3-2. Uh, the Tucson Roadrunners beat Ontario for their fourth, and they won theirs in overtime 4-3. to uh, And then the Vegas Golden Knights in Colorado played to just an absolute unbelievable hockey game to a one nothing Vegas win. So uh, that's the way the day's gone today, Paul. How about you? <laughs> uh, well, listen, I mean, it has been a strange, strange weekend, college hockey. Um, it, 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 it really has. I mean, um, if you want to talk about hockey in general, I mean, just watching every day to see the, the, the fact that the, the Coyotes are playing the Blues and the Coyotes are playing the Blues and the Coyotes are playing the Blues. Um, and, you know, the Coyotes don't play anything but one goal games. So every game is <laughs> is nuts. Even the game yeah, they lost the no, other night, four to one, those were empty net goals. Yeah. So it's exactly. not it's not like um, um and the craziness that uh, some of the games involved this weekend, 
Um, the the Denver one of the first Denver North Dakota game. Uh, the the. the the, the excruciating Colorado College Omaha game from the other night, uh, where Colorado College got a couple of goals from Grant Grant Crookshank, and just it just kind of it was almost kind of like watching um, the past few years watching Denver or Duluth, where they just even if you get an early lead, they just kind of choke you down and choke you down and choke you down. And, and 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 Omaha came back to win the game. It looked like Colorado College is going to break their losing streak. But I mean, it was just a weird game because the Tigers were up two nothing. Um, there were some upsets on the road uh, in, in 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 the NCHC. Uh, there was just it's all kinds of insanity. The ASU game today, um, and I, I didn't watch every minute of the game like I normally do, but um, they, they, they somehow, they, they won the game. I mean, it just, they score early. Dom Garcia gets a goal early, very early, the first 15 seconds. Um, and, and then ASU, uh, you know, Michigan State ties the game. Uh, ASU takes an early third period lead. And then they play about two minutes towards the end of the third period where it's down to like the last 15 or 20 seconds. The whistle finally blows and they review and Michigan State gets review uh, for a goal that beat Cole Brady that nobody saw. (laughs) And they put a minute six back on the clock. And I mean, holy smokes. I mean... I mean, I, I can't even. Um, and it's just, and and you're saying to yourself at that point, you've got to be kidding. You have just got <laughs> to be kidding. Exactly. You know, uh, uh, and 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 we'll get into the how the game ends in a minute. But um, Duluth gets swept by Western Michigan. Bowling Green gets swept by Lake Superior. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, Michigan doesn't play for three weeks and they come out and, and, and nail Wisconsin with a five to five to one victory scoring, uh, uh, five straight goals after being down one, nothing in that game. Um, and then Wisconsin came back and returned the favor day with a three, two win. You know, uh, Minnesota, who's been struggling, goes to Notre Dame and sweeps after they got swept last. I just holy smart! It just the the <laughs> it's all over the place. It really, really is, and it's just been a crazy, crazy. And then I'm watching the Denver North Dakota game the other night, and that was a very, very chippy two game series. Oh yeah, you could you could see the intensity. It was it you could was feel a, the intensity before but, they ever left Denver for that that really. But it was not just in. It's always going to be intense when they play. Uh, but this game was kind of uh, it was not quite seventies Broad Street Bullies because there because nothing is is that. But. This had a very much a play. That series had very much a playoff feel to it, 
and it was very, very chippy. And, you know, and, and we'll get into that in, in a few minutes, too, as we're just kind of doing a quick overview here. I mean, holy smokes. It's just what a crazy weekend. Oh, and by the way, just if you're curious, uh, Hockey East says they're going to do an 11-team single elimination tournament. We already know about the NCHC. <laughs> right. Right. Um, the uh, teams are now starting to announce the 21-22 schedule as uh, Holy Cross has announced they will be hosting the Icebreaker tournament next year and I'll say this right and I'll probably emphasize it just for annoyance <laughs> Worcester 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 it. uh, and it'll be Holy Cross Quinnipiac Northeastern and Boston College for that tournament and oh, by the way, I, I out of the blue, there will be a, well, for now, it'll be a third independent next year, as Alaska has announced that uh, some of their schedule next year, as they uh, come out and say they're going to play as an independent and have scheduled games with the following schools in its first independent season since 1993-94 as the WCHA goes away for now that could be brought back like the CCHA was at some point but who knows okay uh that they'll play 34 games including some home games so that'll be fun for those teams uh amongst the opponents have already been scheduled is the University of Maine uh BU and I guess they'll be going to Tempe because uh, they've because Arizona State's on the schedule. That's what it says. <laughs> now listen, you know I mean. How about Long Island? Aren't they I going don't there? I see that on there. I don't see that uh, here yet. What the heck? Independents um, are supposed to take care of independents. Well, listen, that's only six out of that's. I assume that's only six out of thirty-four games. So you still got another twenty-eight games to go. So okay, okay. I'll, I'm I'll just saying that I'll give them a little bit. That's nice of you. I'm just saying as as if all the stuff that's been going down now uh, for this year, they're starting to – I guess that's a good thing that they're talking about next year already, right? No? Absolutely it is because um, this year has kind of been a mess, and it's going to be a mess until they crown or don't crown a national champion because – uh, nobody really knows how they're going to pick it. I mean, I, you and I had this conversation last week, and I said uh, Arizona State at that point had eight games left on their schedule. I said right. if they do the unthinkable and they run the table, they would be 13-13-2 and playing a 28-game schedule on the road against Big Ten opponents. I don't see how you keep a 13-13-2 team this season out of the hockey NCAA national tournament. Um, now Oops. let's talk about the unfortunate news. Penn Oops. State got COVID, so now the Penn State series is already canceled for next weekend. Yeah, they're not even they're not even and, and they're not going to reschedule it. No. no, so so that really hurts Arizona State in my book because even if they run the table, and I think they have a shot, uh, it, it's Matt, it's Michigan that would be a stumbling block. I think they can beat Ohio State twice. They've already beaten Michigan State once. We'll find out tomorrow what they do there. 
But this is a different hockey game, a hockey team that we saw today, Paul. This is more reminiscent of the team that uh, that knocked off uh, big opponents earlier in the year. They looked healthier. They looked faster. They looked stronger. They looked more like a unit. They got some great goaltending from Cole Brady. They got some timely goals, including, like you mentioned, the one from Dom Garcia, 13 seconds in. And what about Tom Garcia? And we're going to get into this again in a minute, but what what a couple of weeks he's had for a guy that's been fourth line or or an extra forward the, most of the season. Yeah. And for him to rebound like he has, and Dom's not a goal scorer. He'll be the first to tell you that, but nope. that was a big – Big goal to start this game well, today. Just, you know, it's just yeah. – it's it's certainly – you don't expect when that line starts on the ice, you, you're not looking for them to uh, put the puck in the net to start with. You're, you're, you're trying to get them to uh, just set the tone, you know, get some physical play, and – you know, and 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 go from there and put a little bit of pressure on the other team. Well, you get a goal from that line, and you're like, that is like, that is like Christmas bonus time right there, boys. That is like Christmas bonus time. And um, and you know, gets you off to the good start where now you're starting to play from ahead instead of starting from behind, and takes a lot of pressure off the rest of the team too. That is so important on the road, especially. And uh, it's a tone setter is what it is because it's a tone setter for the game. It's also a tone setter for your team saying like, okay, we're back on the road now for the next whatever, four weeks, five weeks. Um, so we're going to set the tone right now and let everybody know how we're going to play. And I thought that was really, really important. I also thought that, uh, you know, Cole Brady uh, becoming the quote unquote man, as you said, in net uh, as of Tuesday anyway, Um showed that he wants that net. I thought he played really, really well. Um, I didn't see any real breakdowns, but, um, you know, so so that's all that's all good stuff, right? That's the way it's supposed to be done. Um, and, well, and now, and once you said, and now you're completely healthy. So if you like the combinations you had, say, against in those exhibition games against the development team, okay, now you hit Willie Neerham back, and – He's on your fourth line, and that brings up the offensive quality of that line. And you teamed him up with Benji Eckerly and Dom Garcia. Um, that's a different sort of line. It's, you still have that physical presence with Willie Neerham and Dom Garcia, and 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 Benji Eckerly is 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 kind of a scrappy two hundred foot player uh, that won the coach's confidence right away. And 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 now that gives you. Uh, you back to where you can roll four lines and 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 be a threat on all four lines. Yeah, unbelievable. Okay, let's take and, a quick break. Okay. Let's take you got one more thing to say? Well, I was gonna say, uh, and now you've seen two games in a row where Cole Brady coming off the bout with Mono has played two excellent games in a row and is saying, Okay, guys, um, by the way, you guys had your shot. Um, now it's my turn, and uh, we'll we'll see if he takes it now and runs, and and runs with it, uh, and and go from there. Um, one other thing that, and this is not my quote, 
This is directly from the coach. Okay. Um, they'll probably spend some time when they come back without those games at Penn State. Probably go back to working on the power play, uh, in the coach's words. That five-minute power play they got after the hit uh, uh, by Christian yeah, they, Krieger. They, they could have um, put it away. They could have put it away um, right then and there. As, as the coach said, probably the worst power play in the history of hockey. That is a that is pretty much a direct <laughs> quote. Oh my goodness! <laughs> okay, and and to have that for five minutes and still win three to two. Yeah, Kudos. I mean, holy Kudos. smokes! Yeah, and the way they would, it's not like they it's not like they scored you know a, a goal uh, midway through the second period and they got another. They, they, they score late to take a two to one lead. They get that goal. Michigan State does from Mitch Lewandowski. That phantom goal, and it was a goal. I'm not trying to say it wasn't, but nobody noticed until the whistle blew. And then they looked at it, and it was a goal, and you're saying, oh, my God, one minute left that they Michigan State ties the game? You're like, you got to be kidding me. And then ASU goes down, and they get them with the face-off. They win the face-off going down to Michigan State zone, and they get a goal. And and win the game with thirty seconds. And they get left. a goal from they get a goal from a defenseman, Jacob. From a defenseman, Semek. yeah, yeah. Who who got the assist on the Dominic Garcia goal to start the game? So kudos to Duke, Jacob Semek too for uh, for getting it going and uh, stepping up. So yeah. anyway, Jacob congratulations got two to Arizona State. Johnny yeah. Walker with two points. Chris Grando with two points. Is he got the goal that made it two to one? He, he did. So it just uh, so it just. Uh, I mean, other than the power play, I'm sure the coach was 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 very very happy with how the game went. So now we can take the break. So so Valentine's Day uh, turns out well for Arizona State. We'll see what tomorrow afternoon and uh, President's Day does for them. Uh, we'll be back in about two minutes and and talk more college hockey with you on College Hockey Southwest Live. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment. And players are constantly having to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season, that doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories that you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask. We have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our Three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Hi, everybody. This is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old. 
to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans, specifically college hockey fans, NCAA college hockey fans in the Southwest. This is College Hockey Southwest Live, our reaction show presented by Behind the Mask Hockey Shop. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. And we talked a little Arizona State hockey to uh, to get started. You just heard the, the last spot the NCHC, and some big news broke this week. Uh, we talked about it on Tuesday night, but um, the NCHC has announced that their tournament, the Frozen Faceoff, will actually move from its familiar site in uh, the XL Center in Minneapolis this year uh, to Grand Forks, North Dakota, and the Ralph Engelstead Arena, uh, known as the Ralph, Paul. That's what we call yeah, that the place. Ralph the, Engelstead the, Arena. The Ralph. Okay. The Ralph Engelstead uh, it, Arena. That they're going to play it at the Ralph. Okay, so uh, as we talked about, <laughs> as we talked about that, Paul was intently watching this weekend. I know in the back of his head he was going like, "I wonder if I should go to Grand Forks because I will be there. We will be there broadcasting live. It's NCHC week as uh, they run their single elimination tournament, which is also a different format. So we'll talk about that in just a minute. But uh, while by the Paul way, was, the, the, while by, Paul like was watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when uh, Alex Heinert says it's a balmy <laughs> minus twenty, um, I went, and people are still there on purpose. <laughs> oh my lord! Oh my, Paul, Paul, and I believe that was without the wind. And if you've ever been to Grand Forks, North Dakota, the wind is always. 15 to 25 miles an hour. I, I, Even I, on a calm day, that's normal, 15 to 25 listen, miles if an you hour. Can t if you can figure out a way to teleport me where I don't <laughs> ever have to be outside in that, then we're good. Uh, let me know if you figure that out because um, – and, 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 and don't misunderstand me. This is not me being a big city sort of – because I've lived in small towns. and I and You I, just want to be able to move your fingers when you arrive. I just want to be able to move my fingers. <laughs> I want to be able to feel my fingers, feel my feet, feel my toes. Okay? And, and, and there's not no CCM like... jacket warm enough for that. No. <laughs> okay. So anyway, the NCHC is moving their Frozen Faceoff tournament to uh, Grand Forks, North Dakota, March 12th through the 16th. If I have my dates correctly, they've announced that there are going to be fans. There Close are enough. some tickets available. They're going to go quickly. Um, they're going to play single elimination with the quarterfinals on the 12th and 13th. Semifinals will be played on the 
14th, and then they'll take a day off before the championship, or maybe it's the 15th or 16th. But anyway, I know the championship will be crowned on the 16th. So Four anyway, days, three nights of games. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be crazy. It'll all be broadcast on NCHC TV, our, uh, our proud partner as well. So we're looking forward to having that. And then I'll be doing my portion of the show, at least from uh, – Grand Forks, Monday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So that'll be exciting, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show. So um, in addition to Paul thinking about what it would be like to go to Grand Forks, the Denver Pioneers actually had to go to Grand Forks. <laughs> it was not a good weekend. for it was And, and Paul, Paul watched it. So break it down for me, Paul, a little bit about the uh, Denver Pioneers and what they experienced in, uh, in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Well, first of all, like I said, it was a very – very chippy series. Uh, I mean, you know, a lot of that after the whistle stuff. Okay. the it, Most of the first game was played with somebody in the penalty box. I mean, it is, it was a steady stream of one. There were four Denver penalties and four UND penalties in the first period of that, of that Friday game. Uh, three Denver three Denver penalties and two North Dakota penalties in the second period of that game, and I mean, you look at the, look at the calls: roughing, roughing, charging the goalie, roughing, unsportsmanlike conduct, uh, goaltender interference, cross checking, goaltender interference, game misconduct. I mean, just it was that kind of game. Uh, well, and let, and let me set the table sucks. on that, Paul. Before before you go into any more detail, let me set the table on that one. When Denver came in, um, Denver needed to win some hockey games. Uh, they knew their standing. Oh, there's no uh, doubt. Right now, right now they stand seven, twelve, and one. They were five, ten, and one coming into that. Not doing math on the air, right there. Um, Stop. They knew. That. They knew that uh, they had to move up the board, so to speak, the standings board in the NCHC and. It was a tough weekend for him. I mean, you mentioned well, hard-fought Chippy. I mean, that's how you have to play if you're going to slow North Dakota down because they're that uh, familiar, well-oiled machine that I talk about so often. Well, in the first game that they lost 3 nothing, Denver, for most of that game, they were the better team. They just could score. Adam Shield shut him down. Okay, they, 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 they shut him down. Now, he... You know, like I said, there were two goaltender penalty. You know, goaltender interference and charging the goaltender penalties against uh, North Dakota. And then I, I'm not going to lie. I, I uh, Denver captain uh, Cohen Olszewski uh, got a goaltender interference in a game misconduct at the end of the game. Um, that was after the the empty net goal by Shane Pinto, and it made it three nothing. There was like sixty seconds left. I'm not gonna lie, I turned it off at that point, so I didn't really see the play. But uh, was I surprised when I read about it the next day? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, listen, uh, like I said, not having seen it live, I don't want to sit here and say. Oh, definitely. I mean, I I can't imagine. I mean, that's that would be a total frustration penalty. Um, but I mean, 
and you know there was you know UND had had three times at least ran into Magnus Krona. Um, they were definitely high speed plays. Uh, I could see where somebody on Denver would take exception to it. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure that that one of them was 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 really a penalty, but they called it for two minutes anyway. And by the way, both of them were by the same player, Gavin Haney. But you know, <laughs> but they were. They were they were they were, they were plays. It's not like he was, you know, he had the puck. But you know, and rightfully so, they're protecting the goalies. So, and 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 and, and you're talking about, like I said, and at that point, Denver is just watching the game slip away. As as North Dakota wins the battle of the special teams, getting a power play goal by. Shane Pinto from Long Island and a the empty no, net hold on a minute. Hold slash did I hear, shorthanded did I hear, hold Shane on. Pinto I from I, Long Island. Oh, okay. Chris, Chris Grando? Well, yeah, Chris Grando? yeah well, that's okay. Chris Grando, Long Island. And, and uh. he does, <laughs> well, you know, I just figured, the, you know, we didn't, we weren't getting it. I'm just telling you that, uh, and and, you know, Shane's family still lives here. About twenty minutes from my house, um, but you know I'm still waiting for my invitation. I'm gonna hang out. You, you uh, want to go see waiting. him in Grand Forks in March? No, I don't want to go to Grand Forks. And uh, well, we could talk about May. We could talk about June. <laughs> going to Grand well, it's Forks. It's mid March. It's mid March. Is that gone? Uh, no. I mean, listen, it could work out where we where I go, but um, not without it. A case of hand warmers, a portable heater, um, and if there's snow on the ground, we're gonna have bigger problems. So, well, we'll just um, put you inside the Ralph, and we'll just keep you inside the Ralph. I don't know I, what Bill, totally what are you talking about. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Where's that? Uh, I know what Ralph Engelstad Arena yeah, okay. is, but I don't yeah, know what you're talking about. Yeah, you'd be inside Ralph Engelstad Arena. Let's put it that way. Oh, okay. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, okay, then, so. So and we know Saturday was kind of the same thing. Yeah. Denver's in the game, and um, slowly but surely, uh, it, it, North Dakota gets a power play goal, and they get a goal midway through the. You know, um, power play goal. By the way, uh, Colin Adams, Islanders draft pick. I'm just throwing that out there, um, and it, it's just, and you're watching it, and Denver comes out early. Uh, and 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 is definitely the, the the dominant team in the first period, and they still come out tied one one, and then uh, about midway through the second period, Shane Pinto scores again, and it's like the first shot North Dakota has in the entire second period at the eight minute mark. So. It's just a crazy weekend, and then Denver comes back, ties the game. And you're like, all right, well, you know, this is a pretty even second period. And then that was that. And and I don't know if they just ran out of gas. 
or what have you. Um, uh, Peter Tomei well, plays let's put this neck way. for for Adam Shield because Shield got hurt in Friday night's game. I guess you know I, I didn't see the injuries, but it must have been one of those injuries that's kind of like later in the game. You know, it, it doesn't really hit until after the game, but. And, and so North Dakota just kind of suffocates Denver and gets closer to clinching first place at the conference. Yeah, and they uh, they, they started it all when they took the lead 3-2 late in the second period on a, a power play goal from Colin Adams. Um, Jordan Kawaguchi, <laughs> who might be one of the – if he's not the best, he's one of the best players in all of college hockey. Um, and then uh, he also assisted on Judd Caulfield's uh, – Game game winner at eighteen uh, or not game well, winner, but but, but look yeah, once again interference once way. again interference goalie interference boarding roughing roughing game misconduct hitting from behind high sticking yeah and and I'm sure that uh, that uh, Denver knew they had to be physical they had to take the speedy skilled uh, North Dakota Fighting Hawks off their game especially in their own building. And uh, I don't know that they meant to, to take them any penalties, but I meant I know they meant oh, to be I'm sure because David Carl was that, not happy about that. No, but that but that's the style you play, and when you play it that way, unfortunately, it's going to turn out uh, that you take some penalties in that mess. So, okay, let's break down. Uh, we're going to go back to Colorado College in a minute, but I want to jump on these standings real quick for the NCHC. Uh, North Dakota now alone on top at forty four points through twenty games. St. Cloud State, uh, 21 games with 40 points. Uh, Omaha, 20 games, 38 points. And uh, Minnesota Duluth has played 21 games, but they have 39 points. So that's kind of your top four. I don't think Denver's number five, and I don't think they squeeze uh, into that no matter what they do. I just no, don't I don't think there's enough, enough games points. left. No, there is not. And then Western Michigan at 27 points. I don't think there's enough games left for them either. Colorado College with 15 and Miami with 18. Uh, interesting enough, Western Michigan and Miami have already played 22 games, so um, their numbers are dwindling quickly. That means they have two left, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, two uh, or two, four, two but rounds. either way, you know, you're sitting I, there I and you're looking at it. I think it's 24 games for them, yeah. And 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 you're sitting there and, and you're looking at, at a Denver team that's normally in the top of the standings. And we said it last week. If the standings were to stay the way they were, and and, and all the and, and and the and the and the rest of it is favorites, now you're Denver. You're, you're going to start off with Duluth, and then you're going to play North Dakota. Well, well, technically then, you're going to get Omaha because they have 38 points. If it were to start right now, it, it's well the way based it's on up, points but, percentage. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's the you know it's four five plays the winner of one eight, and I said if the chalk holds through with it. So now you're talking about playing uh, North Dakota in the first in, in, in after you played Duluth in a second round, and in a matchup with St. Cloud, more than likely St. Cloud to you know to, to advance. I mean, to Omaha win the could win. You know, Isaiah Seville could have a good you know could carry that team to the, to their conference. But who I mean, did that's, say, who did you say? Isaiah Seville, Las Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, okay, Vegas Golden yeah, Knights. You don't live in Vegas yet. Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> I know, but we all got our eyes on him, Paul. I mean, he is going right. to be, and, and and that's coming off. I'm digress just a second here, but that's going to come off of the fact that um, because of the injury to Leonard, 
the uh, Henderson Silver Knights moved Logan Thompson, their starting goaltender, an undefeated AHL goaltender, up to the taxi squad, which left the right. spot open for, for young um, Dylan Ferguson, who, uh, oh, by the way, just got a shutout in his first AHL start uh, last night. And then they got Isaiah Seville in the pipeline. So let's go down the list. Flurry, Leonard, Thompson, Ferguson, and Seville. That's your five goaltenders in the pipeline for Vegas. Are they hurting anywhere along the lines? Um. Well, yeah, as long as guys are not – I mean, Seville's not there yet. Um, <laughs> I'm just talking about the pipeline, my joke. Okay, that's, that's all good. I, listen, I, you know me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be oppositional and, and – and and play devil's advocate no matter which way you go anyway. So it and, doesn't anyway, it, it, you're correct. Isaiah Seville could steal a game in a single elimination. That could happen. So, well, I mean, listen, and tournament. they're playing they're playing really really well. So, uh, it, I, when I say steal a game, you know what I mean is he he's playing well enough where you know if they're getting outplayed in a game, he can stand on his head and steal that game. I mean that's. I mean, if if Omaha was to somehow win three games in a row, especially the way they're playing, nobody would be shocked. Oh no! And you know what? Colorado right now, Colorado College is uh, in seventh place in the league, and that means they would face St. Cloud if things started right now. Um, and I'm going to tell you right now, I would not bet against Colorado College pulling an upset either, because St. Cloud has been really good, but uh, Colorado College. Is, uh, is one of those teams where I don't want to play them in, in a one-game, one-and-done scenario? Well, they have dangerous players. Yes, they, they do. Have da- they have dangerous players. Uh, they, they probably don't have the depth that the other teams have, but you're talking about one game. Yes, you if are. If we played them ten times, they might win nine. <laughs> but not this game. Not tonight. Tonight? No, sorry. <laughs> nice, um, nice one. But that's that's what we're as going long as we're with talking about. Saint Cloud, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The herb. That's when they play at the herb there. What? I don't know what you're talking about. I know Saint Cloud plays at Herb Brooks Arena, but I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I just had to throw that in, folks. But that's what we're talking about with the NCHC tournament uh, changing its format. The NCHC tournament used to be a best out of three in the first round, the quarterfinal round, which would give the teams a chance to, you know, get things rolling, if you will. Um, it's not going to be that way now. It's it's going to be uh, two games and then two games, and you're going to be into the semifinals just like that. So uh, well, it's going to no, be fun. Two games and you're in the finals. You well, win two well, games, I mean, you're in the championship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about uh, two games a night in the quarterfinals. Oh. You know, and then two games on the next night, so they'll get uh, they'll get all eight teams played in two nights before they move yeah, okay. on to the semis. Okay, I know it's confusing, but I'll it's be not, there to straighten okay. it all out for you, my friend. <laughs> Wear a heavy jacket. You might jacket. still be there too. You might still be there too because you just fly into the airport, just hop in a car. It's all warmed up, ready to go. Go right into the Ralph. Stay there. Stay. Say nice Where? and toasty. I don't know what and you're talking about. Then when you leave the Ralph, you is go it, to the hotel. And, is that know, teleporting? Maybe. Because that would still be outside. <laughs> it's close. It's close. Really it's close. Not close enough. Not close <laughs> okay. enough. Okay, so that's the NCHC coming up. Colorado College, uh, we just quickly mentioned this because they did battle with Omaha, and I do mean battle. Um, Friday night's game um, went the way of the Omaha Mavericks in a 
dominating seven one performance. I just yeah, don't think that Colorado. Yeah, Colorado College just wasn't ready to play. I don't know if they just have their legs or what it was, but they just weren't ready. But they responed. I thought Paul on Saturday night a, a nice three two. Um, game, so but no it such was thing a, as a, you were about to say yeah. a nice three-two loss. Good job. Way oh, to go. Okay. Well, I was well, gonna say when you just came off of a seven-one blowout on the road, and you battle back and you have the lead late, uh, well, relatively late. Um, well, listen, and, they, and then they, they, then you get scored on by a, a three-goal comeback. I mean, uh, through the second period, they're leading two nothing. Uh, two nothing till the end of this near the end of the second period. Yeah, and then it uh, went. Colorado uh, College goes into the penalty box and yeah, and a, and it was definitely saying right there. Yeah, and it was uh, you know another five minute another five minute major, and they they killed the first four minutes off pretty good. Yep, uh, didn't kill off the last minute, unfortunately for them, um, and that gave Omaha some life. Um, then they got. You know, they tied the game with about eight minutes left, and you're sitting there, all right, maybe this game will go into overtime, and then Omaha wins a faceoff in the Colorado College end, and it goes from there. And uh, despite two from Grant Cruikshank, Kirby Proctor breaks the tie with a minute to go, and Omaha ends up winning in regulation. And, you know, it's just, you know – it's just you, you, you're watching the game and you're like sitting there and like, all right, uh, Colorado got a Colorado College got a chance to break the streak. And then all of a sudden they start a steady stream to the penalty box. Um, for both teams, by the way, it's not like uh, it was all Colorado College going to the box, but that upsets the way you play. All that special team stuff takes oh, a toll. Does on it you. ever? Yes, it does. Because your star players are spending time uh, either killing penalties or on the power play, but they're getting extra minutes, and and there's a lot of guys that aren't getting a lot of ice time in that situation. Nope, and then, you know, Colorado College gets a five-minute major on Zach Barola, and like I said, they killed off the first four minutes pretty good. But it's a five-minute penalty, and that's a problem because that's when Omaha put that puck in the net uh, towards the end of the second period and got themselves back in the game. And you could see it as the third period wore on. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that, Paul. Um, let's take another quick break. Let's hear from a few more of our partners, and then let's come back and and discuss uh, uh, the Valentine's portion of the show, uh, our love for hockey. And if you uh, are listening and you want to jump in with a chat and, and tell us who you love on your team or or your team, or whatever you want to do. It's Valentine's Day, so we'll spend the last few minutes talking a little bit about that and why we love this great game. We'll be back in about two minutes. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best-tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. UNLV Rebel Hockey. Located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, 
is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment, and players are constantly having to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season, that doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories that you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our Three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. If you live in the Valley, you know that there are no shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and a relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos, which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by our friends at Behind the Mask Hockey Shops and BehindTheMask.com. Get all of your hockey supplies as you need them. Scott Strandy from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, Paul Hornstein from beautiful Long Island, New York. And I will say from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight, because next week, Paul, it'll be from the beautiful D. Las Vegas Hotel and Casino. Um, we will miss you on this trip, but uh, lots of good stuff. It's Vegas week two. Uh, I promised the guys at the D and Derek Stevens that I'd come up there and do some shows from there. So as long as he put me up in a room, he would have me yeah, why not? In, the, in the beautiful Bar Canada, as you have seen. And we'll be talking uh, hockey from there. When we talk next Sunday, though, I know this is college hockey, and uh, the Sun Devils, of course, will not be playing at nope. Penn State, so they won't be playing. But um, we'll be coming off of, Paul, the, the outdoor game scenario next weekend in the in the NHL on the 20th in Lake Tahoe and the 21st at Lake Tahoe. And Colorado and Vegas will kick it off on Saturday at Lake Tahoe. I can't imagine how beautiful that site is going to be. I've seen some pictures, some video of the setup out there. It's going to be fantastic. The only thing that, that I hope for is like 25 inches of snow. That soft snow just blowing and all over, I think that would be fantastic. Awesome for you. <laughs> I, not me. Um, no. Paul, um, Paul, Paul, remember, I grew up playing high school hockey care. outdoors, and they uh, they shoveled the snow uh, between periods in, in addition yeah, to Zamboni. We shoveled. Uh, uh, to, I, to get games in. But, okay. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, um, I now, I, won't, I don't know. I don't uh, – know how much of the saturday game i'll get to see but i'll watch some of the sunday game even though i can't stand 
either of the teams in those in that game. <laughs> um, just just push record on a button and watch a Saturday I game instead of listen, Sunday. I'm not I don't have these fancy <laughs> equipment like you do with DVRs and all this other garbage. <laughs> I'm lucky I have a TV that works. Um uh, speaking of Boston though, we, we would be remiss or probably get myself in trouble if uh I don't mention the fact that uh, BU and BC for different people in my universe uh, are playing real good hockey right now. Uh, BU's only got one regulation loss in admittedly only 10 games, but BC's only got two in 17 games, uh, at least in the conference anyway, uh, three overall. Uh, and BU has two overall uh, outside. So, I mean, you know, they're playing good hockey and, uh, and a team I always like to to take keep my eye on, uh, besides Air Force, is their traveling buddy over there, so to speak, is Army, who's gotten really, really hot in their conference uh, as they try yes, to make a run here. And uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with there. So um, I just wanted to get that in before we. Uh, it's uh, it's Valentine's weekend. You just wanted to throw out a little love to BC and BU. Nice job, Paul. You brought it in there nicely. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so so I'm going to throw out the love from my side to Frank Serratore and the Air Force Falcons because if any hockey team in any division, uh, college, professional, doesn't matter. If anybody needed a little love, it's Frank Serratore and the Air Force Falcons. They will uh, hopefully close out their season and get their 13 games in uh, at home against Canisius this weekend at the Canisius. Air Force Academy. Canisius. Canisius. My bad. Canisius. I, I, I understand uh, no, it's upstate I, I, New York. It was a slip-up. No, slip no, up. no I understand you. it's upstate New York. Don't – I've just – Thanks listen. for catching me. It's Canisius. Just, just, just trying just, to – you know, I don't want anybody one. up in – you know, <laughs> I don't want anybody up in Buffalo to get mad at me. It's Canisius. Uh, I got it. Canisius yeah. at Air Force, the 19th and 20th. Uh, at the Cadet Ice Arena, so hopefully, I, I can't hopefully even with imagine. fingers crossed, knocking on wood, that they get these games played. Oh God! I mean, if you look at that, at the at, at what's happened, like I said, it's not always been their fault, but um, they went from the first week in December to the first week in January without playing, and then went from January eight ninth uh, to January thirty first without playing. And they're going to go from February 1st to February 19th, hopefully, without play. I mean, are you kidding? Uh, I mean, that's just nuts. No, no, you can't even make this stuff up, folks. It is factual. Um, so, Paul, as we, we round out, I, I think everybody else is doing Valentine's things, and you and I are the only two that, that sit on the uh, the podcast. But that's okay. we got to do something, too. Like I said, um, Terry's probably sick of you anyway, so it doesn't matter. So anyway, as we don't have anybody chiming in on us, um, let's talk a little bit about that committee again because I think we need to start talking about this all the time. How are they going to pick what teams get into the NCAA tournament? Because, again, I'm going to take it from the ASU standpoint. You want want the real answer or the snarky answer? Uh, I'd I'd like the real answer, but um, as Coach Coach Powers – likes to say his team was not defined by two 10-goal losses or whatever, 10-2, 10-nothing, I don't care, uh, at Minnesota, that his team is different. He proved it today. His team proved it today. 
And I am not betting against those guys to uh, run the table in the rest of their season. I know you don't want to talk about that, hard. but I'm telling you, it, I would not bet against them. Yeah. First I of all, I'll do it. First of all, I'll humor you. Okay. Nice. And just for the sake of 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 the show, I will humor you and say, okay, they win the last six games. It, it, they're not going to be a fuck because losing those two games at Penn State. I, I don't know how they're going to justify putting in a team that's under 500. I know well, they played all road games. I get that. I just don't see how you would do that. Well, I, 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 I think here's well here's what I think, and this kind of comes from the Wednesday show, our Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, where we talked with uh, the University of Arizona head coach Chad Berman, and of course mm-hmm. the head coach Wait, of the Maryville Saints who are hosting the ACHA Division I National Tournament in April. And we talked to them. Um, they were going like, you know, that they think that the committee in the ACHA should look at previous records from last year because it's not the kids' fault that they didn't play any games and, and try to fill the field that way. So that being said, Paul, do you think this committee is going to look um, – at Arizona State's record last year and go like, hey, last season they would have been in the tournament had it not been for COVID. And if they are, um, what, uh, 12, 13, and 2 or 10, 11, 13, and 2, um, can we put them in? Because we're picking teams, and right now they're red hot and they're doing it against the Big Ten. Well, I would say to you that this is where the lack of conference becomes an, an issue because I don't know who would be in that room advocating for them if they were to finish <laughs> 11, 13, and 2. Right. Well, I have to, have to agree with you okay. on that. I, don't know I mean, I'm, I'm reading stories, and this is not trying to knock because uh, I just threw them some love. Army, I mean, you are starting to read stories where um, does Atlantic get two teams in this year? Do they get a third? I, I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying, you know, in reading some of the stories about Army this week, that was kind of thrown out there. I'm sure it was more or less, let's throw it up against the wall and see what sticks. Okay, so so let me but, play devil's advocate on that as well then. If you're the committee... And you look at an Arizona t- State team that will play, knock on wood, 26 games, and let's say that they win the next five, and they are 11-13-2 after 26 games. Uh, how do you look at a Canisius? Uh, I'm just, well. Eight games, play two more, that's 10. I'm how do just, you look at a, well, First of I, all, they wouldn't be eligible. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. Okay, good point. So uh, you, you'd have teams like uh, Robert Morris, probably they deserve to be in. Uh, Army probably deserves to be in. But RIT, uh, they, they're going to be just barely 500. Uh, Mercyhurst would probably just be at 500. So, I mean, maybe you sneak some of them in there. But like you say, Canisius wouldn't even get in because they wouldn't be eligible under the 13 games played. Um, oh, goodness. And I once just again, that's where the con that's where having the conference conference tournament 
Because mm-hmm. Kanisha still has five games left. Yes. Do they get to play yeah. them all? I don't yeah. know. That's the big question. That <laughs> you know, they would have to play. Question. They would have to play them all to get to thirteen. Right. <laughs> oh goodness! And then they'd have to do some damage to winning too, because well, I guess they're six and two. So, um, yeah, it's going to be strange. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't know how you figure out this tournament thing. I really don't. Um, I, one one thing I do know is that unless uh, Colorado College or Denver pulls some magic at the uh, NCHC tournament. Um, I don't think either one of them are going to get in. Sorry, folks, but that's just the way I feel right now. Well, uh, once again. Too many teams ahead of them in their own conference. Well, once again, we, let's, we have to see how things play out. Right. Uh, like I said, you, unless, you, they could, you know, unless they run the table or do something. Yeah. yeah. Um, or, or win the tournament. If you win the tournament, you're automatically in. So yes. that, you know, and that's happened before where Denver's won the yes. tournament. Has, so, uh, you know. uh, and I, I think our, our friends at Air Force, if they get their 13 games in, I think they'll be very happy with that, but they aren't going anywhere. And then which, at least, which, just, well, once again, unless they win the tournament, yeah, unless, unfortunately <laughs> for them, they're not playing enough <laughs> games in enough of a stretch to kind of get their gears together. Yeah, right. Totally agree. Okay. You know, Denver's got two games left, but once again, and, and here's where you're going on past history, right? If Denver came back and won three games in a row in the in the NCHC tournament, would that shock anybody? No, no. no. As bad nope. as 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 poor as their season has been, would it would not shock a soul if Denver went on a three game winning streak and won the conference tournament? Totally agree with you, my friend. Okay, so let's see what's coming up this week. We have uh, Arizona State at Michigan State tomorrow. Uh, 3 p.m. Eastern is the start time. Is that right, Paul? Uh, I think it's 5. 5 Eastern, so 3 o'clock here where I'm at. Yeah, I think it's 3 o'clock. And then uh, no Tuesday games. (laughs) What? (laughs) For us. us. Uh, Wednesday. um, I'm going to call BS on this. It's got to be a game. Gotta be games. But, what are you but talking about? But there's a about Thursday here? game, folks. There's a Thursday game. Colorado College at the University of Minnesota Duluth, a two-time defending champion, uh, back to backers. Um, and let's see. Uh, Friday we'll get um, Omaha, North Dakota, not in our area. We won't get any money there. Uh, Saturday though, we're gonna get Colorado College at the Herb, playing in the uh, Saint Cloud State Huskers. Where? <laughs> playing at Saint Cloud State Herb yeah. Brooks Arena. <laughs> I know where that place is. I don't. I, I don't. I don't, know, I don't know where that other place is. So, so and and then of course uh, Sunday, uh, nothing for us. But Robert Morris and RIT will be a good one. Um, and then yeah, I mean, uh, then we're in the next week already. So uh, it, it's weird. It, you've said this a thousand times, and I totally agree with you. You just get up and you just look at the schedule and you hope that somebody actually drops a puck that day. Because yep. uh, we've known right up until just a few hours before puck drop that that can change. So, as far as you know, the Sun Devils are coming back to Tempe after tomorrow's game. Yes, for a week. That's the plan, and then heading That's back the out plan. to Michigan uh, to play the uh, Michigan Wolverines on the 25th and 26th. And then I'm That's guessing the they stay out there and uh, well, go yeah, to Ohio State, there. but yeah, for the they'll final two. So. Yeah. Okay, college hockey is a complete and total mess, folks. So, <laughs> But we appreciate you, you listening to our ramblings, especially on Valentine's night. 
Um, oh, listen, the NHL is is has got their issues too. So let's not. Uh... <laughs> uh, the only one that's getting it right so far, Paul, is the AHL. Uh, go uh, figure. It's right? early. No. I, I, I'm not trying to get. I'm not trying to, to to throw water on this, especially not in this cold. But well, um, I'm going to throw a little thing out there. Stephen Marsh, our own Stephen Marsh, had a chance to visit one on one, as it turned out, uh, with a couple of Henderson Silver Knights players, and he asked them, um, you know, what their protocol is going to be for the road, and they were thrilled because they got to leave their hotel room to go get coffee or go for a walk. <laughs> uh, the NHL guys are just, you know, you get off the airplane and you get bussed over to your hotel and you sit there. You don't go anywhere. <laughs> uh, especially if you're the Blues and the Coyotes. Oh, yeah. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> well, now Vegas is Vegas is at home. They, they won their game against uh, Colorado today. They're going to play them again on Tuesday. And then they're going to take off for Tahoe, and they're going to play that outdoor game on Saturday. And then come back to, to Colorado and play a home game for the Avalanche next week. So uh, I know you love this stuff, the uh, – the, uh, original six type thing, but man, oh man, this is crazy. And, and I, well, think, no, I listen, nobody expected seven games in a row, <laughs> No, but, but even four in a row is kind of crazy against the same team in a That's regular season. Baseball but, scheduling. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, so and you might see that by the way, they are talking about, uh, in, in, in the future, whether it happens or not is, is scheduling two game series to cut down on the travel. Yeah, I love it. And I, and I, I would think, that. And I would think that would be a big advantage or a, a, a relief for Western Conference teams. Yes. Yes, if, it would be a if, huge if you're, relief. If you're uh, in one of the two Eastern Conference divisions, especially if you're in the um, I, whatever they'll call it next year, um, the bus league, yeah. <laughs> not the well, you want to call it a bus league? That's fine. I mean, Islanders, Rangers, Devils, Flyers, yeah. they are they are bus trips, right? You know, well, capitals, the caps, they are bus trips, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bus trips, what I about mean, Boston? Yeah, but they're not in that division, yeah, true. But I mean, that would be a bus trip too, right? Uh, no, if Four you're one? in the eight. If if you're in the AHL, yes. If you're in the NHL, I don't think so. Okay, it's a five hour bus ride. That's not the same as no. uh, two hours to filter Philadelphia. Yeah, right. So or two and a half hours to Washington D.C. It's not quite the same. <laughs> it's it's I hear pushing you. it a little bit. So okay. Well, anyway, we got through Valentine's Day doing a show tomorrow night, folks. I want to remind you the uh, the head coach of the Tucson Roadrunners, Steve Potvin, will join me for Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. The undefeated coach of the Tucson Roadrunners, uh, also the uh, Henderson. Nasty while you're ahead as well. <laughs> and then, of course, Tuesday night, Paul and I will be back with you for College Hockey Southwest Weekly, and Wednesday night. We're talking more club hockey, Southwest Weekly. So all those things happening, then I pack up and head my way up to Vegas again for next week's shows and then uh, stick around a little longer to watch some Henderson Silver Knights and San Diego Gulls action towards the end of the week next week. So it's going to be fun. we got all kinds of hockey stuff coming up for you. Uh, Paul, you got anything else to say before you do the read? Uh, I need about 30 degrees. 
<laughs> Somebody send Paul 30 degrees. Well, I guess we could spare it. We're going to be in the 80s Thanks. next week, so we can maybe spare Nah, Can we give you 20? I'll take 20. <laughs> I will okay. take it. I don't want to go below 60. I, that's just All right. All right. Fine. Behind the Masks, <laughs> College Hockey Southwest Live on the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. It's brought to you by Belfort, presenting partner of the Sunday Special. Visit Belfort.com and explore the 2021 return of the legendary Ford Bronco. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, 100% blue agave used to make our unique tastes. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com to order any of our three award-winning flavors. Behind the mask, on ice, in line, in the net, or up the ice, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Burrito Express, homemade taste, takeout speed. Six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. Buy Verizon Wireless, the 5G coverage America's been waiting for. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. It's all about the butt. By the NCHC. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the Conference of College Hockey Champions. Cold beers and cheeseburgers. Sports, craft beers, murder order burgers. 12 Valley locations, two in California. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. And by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. Pre-game, post-game, during the game, the place to be to be with ASU fans. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the IceTimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks College Hockey Southwest Live and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, as always. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.